All right. Uh, take your Bibles tonight, and uh, I'm going to change. Um, I'm going to do something orth- unorthodox, and uh, that might throw us all for a loop, mightn't it? Um, we're so used to the same things and doing <clears throat> all the same things, and I just, Lord, just changed my mind on some, on something. Um, turn to Proverbs chapter 24, and uh, we'll look at one verse there. And um, I got another message down there, but I just don't feel led to to speak on it. I just um, want to. You know, you get, uh, and I know the guys that put together a sermon or something like that, you um, you work on points, you try to find points and put things uh, in a message, and, uh, you know, uh, you, we you get in the groups and they, they make fun of you, you got your three or four points or whatever, and da-da-da-da-da, and you try to make things... Uh, rhyme or you know go together and use <clears throat> different things that uh, you hear preachers use and um, sometimes you just want to get away from that man you just want to let God um, speak to you as you speak to people and let the Holy Spirit speak through you and um, um, you know I guess sometimes the best thing to do is speak on what you know and uh, uh, things that are practical in life and things that we can use on a daily basis and and uh, um, I guess I took some, uh, as I read during the course of my reading, I take down notes and I write them down on a piece of paper. I put them away and I got notebooks at home and uh, Kim knows that uh, I got three ring binders there on my shelf and I got my notes from back in the day, you know, back when I uh, first started putting together notes and uh I try to stay organized. I'm a pretty organized person, I think, for the most part. But uh, um, these are just some notes that uh, I I think God wants me to talk about tonight. We'll read one verse in chapter uh, 24, Proverbs. Let's look at verse 32. It says, uh, Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Father, we uh, ask you to be with us tonight. We thank you for the good day we've had in you. And we thank you, Lord, for... um, the life that you've given us, the opportunity to be in church. I thank you for this group of people. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, use me as a vessel of honor. I pray that I wouldn't uh, dishonor you in any way. I pray that God, what I I say, uh, Lord, comes from the heart and it's what you want me uh, to convey to your people tonight. I thank you for salvation in Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that there's no other way to heaven but by you. And I thank you, Lord, that I found that. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you allowed me to uh, uh, receive the gift that uh, you you uh, uh, just so graciously give. And uh, God, uh, uh, I can't thank you enough for what you've done in my life. And uh, um, God, uh, use us all for your honor and your glory. May we look to heaven tonight and, uh, Lord, the riches that you prepared for us. And may we see it. It's in Jesus' name I make my prayer. Amen. You look at this proverb tonight and you see that uh, the the, uh, context of that scripture there is about the slothful and uh, those, uh, much of it's about, uh, you know, our work and morals and and a good standard of living uh, that we should have. And 
uh, over the ca- uh, course of the past month um, at work, I've been uh, focused on preparing a budget for the city of Winchester. And uh, I've during the course of my career, uh, while I was at WMU, I prepared, uh, <clears throat> helped, or was part of probably 13 or 14 years of budgets there. And uh, the budget at uh, WMU increased over the years. Um, you know, in the millions of dollars range, uh, I think the last one was right at $20 million budget that I prepared for WMU. Well, this year, in the course of the last two years uh, at the city, uh, <clears throat> last year our budget was around the $22 million range. This year it's around the $24 million range. Now, I want to give you just put you a little in context what that means. The U.S. budget for 2021 was uh, $4.046 trillion in revenue. I didn't say million, I said trillion dollars in revenue. But the next part is the, is, is the kicker. <clears throat> the expenses for the U.S. that were in 2021 were $6.818 trillion. So you can do the math there. That's just a little easy subtraction. That's $2.772 trillion deficit uh, for the United States of America. Now, put that into context, bring it down on our state level. Uh, the Kentucky's budget <clears throat> for the year was $16.1 billion in revenue. Now, billion, not trillion, billion dollars in revenue and $16 billion uh, in expense. So uh, they showed, based on the information that, that I looked at, and I looked at it in, in respect to me, that's why I was doing this, is, is looking at it in respect of, of what I'm dealing with and, and the things that are there. But, you know, we prepare a budget, and uh, that budget is our guide. And we're going to do a little flipping tonight. Flip over to Revelation chapter 22. Uh, and look, and, 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 and that, that budget is a guide. We put it in a binder. It's a book, and uh, it's the budget book that we use throughout the course of the year. But God's give us a book as well. And it's our guide and our instruction book on the things that we're to do. And if you look at Revelation chapter 22, verses, uh, uh, let's read 18, he says in verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now God has given you this book for your guide. And uh, uh, as I prepare a budget for the city of Winchester and, I, and, 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 and many budgets over the years, they were our guide. They were my tool. If I added or took away from those budgets, I was to let those that know or that, that had a part in preparing that budget know what I was doing. Uh, we were to make amendments to those budgets. Well, God has instructed us that there are no amendments to be made to his book. His book is what it is, and we're to follow that book. It's our instruction book. It's our guidebook. It's what we make our decisions from, just like I make the decisions from the book that I prepare and, and, and those things that I give those that have the oversight over me on the monies that are used within our community. God uh, expects us to use this guidebook on a daily basis. He expects us to do uh, what he's asked us to do in that, to live our lives, to uh, uh, do those 
those things, the, the, the good steps, uh, the, uh, good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. All those things that we know, uh, that we've heard, that, uh, that has been preached over the years, the many sermons, and they're to be our guide. Now, in those budgets, there's different sections and there, there's different parts to that budget. And uh, uh, the ones that I'm familiar with, we've got operation and maintenance, we've got capital needs, we've got all those things that are part of a budget that make up the total budget. Some are small, some are big, some are large, some have a huge impact in that. First Corinthians chapter 12, if you want to turn over there, uh, is, is no different for you and I tonight as Christians as we look at this. Uh, we make up a, a, a piece of the body that's here uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 12, as we look down at verse uh, 12, it says, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Now we're the body of Christ tonight. And uh, whether big or small, whether we're rich, we're poor, whatever we are, we make up the body of Christ and we all have a part in what's going on here. And God expects each and every one of us to provide our part, to do our part for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Romans 12, 5, we'll flip over there. I told you we'll flip a little bit. So this is not normal for me, but this is good. And I think it's that we need to see. <clears throat> he says, uh, uh, Paul said in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 5, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every uh, one members one of another. I represent you. You represent me as a member of this body, and I'm to represent you well. I'm to do my part. And if one part of that budget that I prepared goes awire or something goes haywire with it, that I don't do what I'm supposed to do, or I spend out of a, a portion of it that I should, transferring here or transferring transferring there and not doing what I'm supposed to do, it's going to mess up things. And we, as a member of Christ's body tonight, if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, this body is not operating as it should. And we need to be doing our part in regards to that. And it, it's very important. Now, our budget's $24 million, and that's a lot of money. I, You know, I... $24 million ain't come through my bank account in my lifetime, and it probably never will. But you know what? I'm responsible for it, and I take that responsibility seriously. Now, I'm just a peon that lives in Winchester, Kentucky. I'm nobody. But I am somebody in Christ tonight, and I've got a responsibility to the one that's upstairs tonight, and he's the king of kings, and that responsibility is something that I need to take seriously. And, and, and God expects me to uh, act in that accord. And oftentimes we don't take that responsibility seriously as God would uh, have us to do. Now, along the way this coming year, along this past year, unexpected things are going to happen. You're going to go, we, I've been teaching in our Sunday school class, I told you about your friend. And your friend's going to come along. And your friend's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble that's going to come along. And you say, well, friend's not my, or, <clears throat> or trouble's not my friend, and he ain't going to, he's going to come along. And you better treat him as a friend. You're going to find trouble there. And God puts us in trouble a lot of times in order that he can grow us. And uh, those things are going to happen. Jeremiah chapter 29, I think Brother Brad preached a message out of this uh, a week or so ago, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and uh, I think he was in the uh, first part of, Jeremiah there in chapter 29, the first few verses that were there, but I'm not going to, I'm going to go down to the one that you know. 
uh, or you should know, uh, verse 11. He said, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Now, <clears throat> there's going to come an end to uh, uh, the physical year for me. There's going to come a, a, an end to uh, all things. And I know what the end is. And I know what the end holds tonight because I know the one who holds the end tonight. And uh, God's got an expected end for all of us. But you're going to go through unexpected things uh, during the course of the next few months, during the course of the, the week. I guarantee you, Jimmy, when he took off last week, the last thing that he thought about that he was going to have to be doing was working on his car while he was up there in another state somewhere. God always has something that's unexpected for you because he wants to see your reaction to it. He wants to try your faith a little bit in some of the things that are there. On Wednesday nights, for those of us that are here on Wednesday nights, those of us that come to pray for others that need prayer, those that are laying out in the hospital tonight, I guarantee you Randy Fox is in here praying for you when you aren't here. He's laying out there in the hospital. He needs somebody in here praying for him tonight. That, that's the kind of things that nobody sees. Nobody sees that guy that sits on that back pew. Those are the things that bother me. Those are the things that, that uh, we shouldn't do. We should have no schism in the church. There should be no division. We treat everybody the same. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you got on tonight. It don't matter what kind of neighborhood you come from tonight. It don't matter who your parents are. It don't matter what walk of life you're from. God died for all of us. He said, whosoever will shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. He didn't say that it was Mike Flynn or Mike Flynn's ancestors or whoever. He said, whosoever will. And those are the things. Now, I know people's got problems in their life, and we can all rattle them off. And I've got a laundry list. My, my closet is full of bad things that I'm ashamed of. But I know that one thing, that God loves me. And those things, he said, he, as far as the east is from the west, he's removed my transgressions from me. They're covered by the blood of Christ tonight. Christ doesn't see those, and you shouldn't look at me any different because of it. That bothers me. God is no respecter of persons. Be not deceived, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And we're going to reap it one day for those things. You know, each year we should gain more knowledge. And man, this past year, I tell you, one year at the city, I learned I didn't know nothing. I sure didn't know how that went down there. Because if I had known before I walked in the door, I would have never took the job. God just sets things up for you sometimes. He just wants to see how you're going to react. And he set me up for one there. He probably was laughing at me for the first six months or so. I think God's got a sense of humor when it comes to those type of things. I really do. But we're to gain knowledge in some of the things. Flip over to Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Philippians 3, 8. He said, Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of what? The knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Now I haven't suffered the loss of all things, but he says, <clears throat> 
Paul said here that he counted all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the couple years that I've been there, I've gained some knowledge. And I, I, I gained some knowledge from the year before to this year on how to prepare. Their, their, their process was totally different, something that I had never been through in my, uh, in, in my entire career in the way that, not that it was wrong, but it was different. It was different. It was things that I wasn't used to. It was procedures that I wasn't used to. It was people that, that I was working with that are different. But, but Paul here, as I read over in the book of Acts, I was reading this afternoon, I saw where Paul, uh, uh, when he came through there and he, he was going up to Jerusalem, he shaved his head and, and he, he took on the custom of Jews for what? In order that he could win those Jews to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's having a knowledge. It's having a little bit of wisdom about the things that you do. Uh, I, I think sometimes, uh, and, and this is me. This is not the pastor. This is me. I'm giving you my heart tonight. I think we get, we get a little bit rigid sometimes on those things. I think God, if we want to win somebody to Christ, we got to show the love of Christ to them. It's the love of Christ that constrains me to do those things and his love for me. And we oftentimes don't do that. And we got to gain a little knowledge, and with that comes a little wisdom. You know, we got to trust the process, and the process is God's word. That's the process that you trust. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways. Be not wise in thine own eyes, and depart from evil. That's the, that's the proverb that we, that we talk about all the time. Trusting in the Lord and His process. Just as I take that budget book each year and, and, and I look at it, I got to trust what I put in there that it's going to come to pass the way it is. And it, you know what? Unexpected things are going to happen, but I got to trust it that at the end of the year it, it, it's going to work out. I'm going to, the, the things are, that I put in there, the things that I've uh, planned for, they're going to come to pass. John 16, 13, flip to that passage. I think everybody's quiet. Maybe you're ready to go home. But I still got 15 minutes. I'm not going to go the whole 15 minutes. I know you want to go home. But anyway, I'll let the Lord speak. How be it when, <clears throat> chapter 16 of John, verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He's our God. The Holy Spirit guides and leads us. And you've got to trust the, the, the process. We studied the, the miracle in Sunday school of Jesus walking on the water. And he walked on the water because we know that all things are under his feet. But he gave the disciples a direction. And he told them their only job was is to get to the other side. Get to the other side. And that's what we're all fighting for as Christians tonight is I want to get to the other side. This is not my home. My home is laid up beyond the blue with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our goal tonight in what we're doing. You've got to trust the Lord's process tonight. And man, it's hard, the battles that we face. 
the sickness that we face, the trials that you face, the family issues that you face, all the things that go on in life that, that cause you heartache, pain, and tears, and suffering. They're hard, and I haven't been through half of what you, most of the folks in here have been through. But I do know that God is working his plan out tonight according to his word. He's working it all out. And I know when I'm preparing one of those budgets, i got to have a vision. You know, um, when I was, when I was a little bit, I was, I was, I'm a free, I'm a freelancer. I'll spend some money now. And, and I, when I was young, I got in a lot of trouble for that. I wasn't too smart with my money. I'll be honest with you. Uh, me and Kim, mostly me, not her. She's very uh, good with money, but I was, I like to buy things. And, uh, and it caused, it caused me a lot of financial difficulty. I wasn't checking in with the Lord. I didn't get the Lord's perspective on it. It was what Mike wanted. It was what I wanted to, uh, fulfill the desires of my flesh, but you've got to have a vision. And, and, and the Bible te teaches us where there is no vision, the people perish, right? But there's another part of that verse that we never read, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And you've got to have a vision, but you've got to keep the law as well. And it, what he's talking about there is the commandment. God wants you to follow his lead. You can have a vision. It's okay to have a vision, but you've got to follow the commandments of God when you're looking out there and doing that. And it's the same with me and my work. When I'm doing that, I've got to look to the things that, are, uh, things that need to be done. I mean, you can't look... Uh, straight in front of you just at the, to the end of your nose and expect things that are going to need to be that take four and five and six years to get accomplished. They don't get accomplished overnight. Uh, I, I heard somebody talking about, I was thinking about David and, and Mike. Their, his, their mother prayed for him for years to go to church. I was telling, I was talking to somebody about the Lord the other day and I was talking about you two boys and I talked about how Miss Johnson prayed for those boys for years before God answered that prayer. You got to have a vision that you see somebody, God changed their heart. It don't happen overnight sometimes. It don't happen overnight. You got to pray. You got to keep witnessing. You got to keep being a friend. And we need to be friends to those that God wants us to be friends to. And then lastly, I know you're glad I'm done with my notes. Present, you got to make a presentation to those and get approval. Tuesday night, I'll be going before the city commission and I got to give them the budget that I prepared. Lord help us all. Man, I, I fret over that budget for the, the last month. It's weighed heavy on my heart because I know what I present impacts our entire community. It impacts everybody in some form or some fashion. I don't care whether you live in the county or the city. It, it impacts you because there's things in there where money goes. And I take that stuff very, very seriously. And we gotta make a, I got to make a presentation to them. And I want it to be right. I don't like, I don't want to present something that's untruthful, something that's not, uh, that's fictitious uh, in, that in that regard. Flip over to Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. 
to start in verse 21. He said, And in you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. God's going to present me before the Father, blameless, after all that I've done, all the bad. I'm unblameable because of what Christ has done for me. Thank God for the work of reconciliation and the things that are there that that God has given to us. Look at verse 28. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. Thank God that I I told my class this morning, if you can do all that, you know, do all that you can do knowing that God has guided you in that and done the best that you can and you can put your head down on the pillow at night, you can have peace when you go to sleep. And I think... That that verse right there gives me more peace than anything than, than I can have right there. I'm 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 presented perfect before Christ Jesus because of what He did, not because of what I did. Now they may find a flaw in what I've done, and there's plenty of people that like to nitpick everything that you do, and people nitpick everything I do anyway. I'd really at a point, but there's one. One that looks at me and he finds no fault. I look at the scripture and I see, I told you at the top of the notes, choose, make a choice every day. And I try to make that right choice. And that choice is, Mike, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And I try to keep my heart right. I try to serve the Lord with everything that I got. And I know I fall short to the people that are here. I fall short to my family. But God still loves me despite it all. And I'm thankful for his forgiveness tonight. And I want you to know that as a member of this church... I love each and every one of you. And we all have improvements to make, starting with me. And I would pray tonight, we sang, revive us again. God, give me a heart, creating me a new heart. Renew a right spirit within me that I can serve you the way that I ought to serve you this evening as we stand to our feet.